What is up, guys? It is Quinn here, and in this video, I'm going to be running through my Week 17 quarterback and tight end rankings, so going through my uh, top 18 players at each position. As always, if you have any questions, you can drop those down below. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. I'm also going to be putting out my uh, defense and kicker rankings today, if you guys are interested in that, and then I'll have my uh, injury report video coming out on Saturday. But let's just jump right into the rankings and to be honest here, I feel like there's a pretty clear-cut top three. You know, someone may have a different top three, but for me, this one was pretty locked in. I ended up siding with Justin Fields here at number one. I think most people would probably rather opt for the safety of a guy like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, if that's what you want to do, like, I have no problem with that. I think all these guys are top options. But for me, when I look at Justin Fields, I don't know if there's a quarterback who has a highest ceiling of Justin Fields. And then you look at his matchup going up against the Lions. I really feel like this is a prime opportunity for Justin Fields to have a massive game and just like potentially single-handedly win you your fantasy championships. But like I said, if you want to go Josh Allen, you want to go Patrick Mahomes, that is totally cool. I have Allen at two, Patrick Mahomes at three. Then at four, I have Joe Burrow in that exciting matchup against uh, Josh Allen and the Bills. Obviously not a great matchup going up against that Bills defense, but Joe Burrow is playing at a very, very high level right now. Then at five, I have Dak Prescott. He has a great matchup against this Titans team. I mean, I really feel like this one could get pretty ugly. We've got Tony Pollard uh, banged up with an injury. Maybe they rely on the uh, passing game even more than they have throughout the season. The Titans have given up a ton of points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. And then you also factor in that the Titans don't really need to win this game. The Titans have Malik Willis at quarterback. You're probably not going to have Derrick Henry. He's doubtful for that matchup. So I do think this could be a huge offensive explosion for Dak Prescott and the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Now at six, I ended up going with Jared Goff. Similar to Justin Fields, this is a fantastic matchup here. Jared Goff has been playing at a very high level over the last chunk of games. And then you go up against the Bears, whose defense is just shredded. You know, they get lit up every single week, consistently giving up like 30 plus points. I think the Lions are going to come in here. I think they're going to put up a lot of points. And I think Jared Goff is going to have a very big fantasy day. Now at seven, I have Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, there was some, uh, I guess, stuff up in the air throughout the week. Like I talked about with the uh, Titans, they don't need to win this game. I think the Jaguars have some sort of wiggle room where if they win this game, it can help their uh, wild card chances. But in reality, they're playing for that week 18 game. But their head coach, Doug Peterson, came out. He basically said, like, there's no such thing as a, uh, you know, like useless game. So he said they're going to go, you know, full in with their starters. Now, I think it's possible where if they're up, you know, 20 points in the fourth quarter, 17 points in the fourth quarter, we could see these guys pulled. But in order for that to happen, they would have to put up a lot of points. So I still feel confident uh, starting Trevor Lawrence as like a mid-tier QB1 this week. Behind him, I have Kirk Cousins playing at a very high level, you know, just like we've seen out of Lawrence and Jared Goff over the past few weeks. Not exactly an ideal matchup against the Packers, but someone who I still like as a uh, starting option this week. At nine, I have Justin Herbert. He's definitely taken a hit over the last few weeks. He's been, you know, slightly underwhelming. This offense hasn't been as explosive as we would like. And then he also draws a decently tough matchup here against the Rams. So he's someone that I still think is startable. But if you do have another capable option, you know, like I'm not opposed to uh, pivoting away from him. And then behind him, I actually have Gardner Minshew here, probably higher on Minshew uh, than consensus. 
We saw him put up really strong fantasy numbers in his game against the Cowboys. He draws an easier matchup here against the Saints. If you wanted to argue Geno ahead of him, I wouldn't push back super hard, but I do think that Gardner Minshew is a QB1 this week. Like I just mentioned, Geno Smith at 11. He draws a tough matchup here against the Jets, but he also may be getting his uh, wide receiver two, Tyler Lockett, back. I think that's big for this offense. Even in some of his tougher matchups, it's not like Geno has totally tanked, still putting up decent numbers, and has a pretty safe uh, weekly floor. And then to wrap up the QB1s, I have Daniel Jones going up against the Colts. Not really a great matchup going up against that uh, pretty tough Colts defense. Only thing keeping them, you know, semi-relevant in games. But Daniel Jones continues to produce in not ideal situations with not ideal weapons. Now moving over to my QB2s, rolling with Brock Purdy here at 13. I think this is a game that could uh, also get ugly here against the Raiders. Looks like Stidham's getting the start. Derek Carr to the bench. This Raiders team has just not been good. They've also, you know, been pretty susceptible to opposing fantasy quarterbacks. Brock Purdy giving you a pretty solid week-to-week floor. So I do like him, you know, just on the edge of a top 12 quarterback. Then behind him, I have Mike White making uh, his return from that rib injury. We've seen, you know, in his starts, uh, putting up pretty decent production, you know, in his uh, three appearances. He has a decent, uh, you know, number of weapons around him. Garrett Wilson playing at a very high level when he's in there. So that's why he's uh, my QB 14. And then at uh, 15 and 16, I have, you know, some of the best quarterbacks of all time. Aaron Rodgers here at 15 going up against the Vikings. And then Tom Brady at 16 going up against the Panthers. I've seen some people who are pretty into Aaron Rodgers this week. And I mean, I understand why. Like, I get the argument. We know it's Aaron Rodgers. The Vikings are typically a fantastic matchup for opposing fantasy quarterbacks. The reason why I can't get fully on board is that even on this solid stretch where they've been winning games, Aaron Rodgers still isn't giving you solid fantasy production. The man hasn't even scored 20 fantasy points in one game this season. For me, like he's just not playing at a high enough fantasy level to warrant me, you know, really wanting him in my lineup, uh, even in a plus matchup. Like if this was any standard week, like sure, he's a solid streaming option. But if you are in the fantasy championships, I would, you know, kind of hope you have a better option to uh, pivot to and, you know, even a better like fringe option to pick up like a, uh, a guy like Daniel Jones or a Brock Purdy or a Mike White. 16, Tom Brady, still just not getting it done. The offense is gross. Big time game against the Panthers. We'll see if they can uh, kind of right the ship here. 17, going with Teddy Bridgewater, has the weapons around him. Uh, Tua going to be out with that third concussion of the year. Just a terrible situation in general. Hopefully you're not starting Teddy Bridgewater. And then 18, Tyler Huntley. At the time that I'm recording this, it does not seem very likely that Lamar Jackson is going to give it a go. That injury continues to linger on. Obviously very unfortunate for uh, Lamar Jackson fantasy owners. So that's the top 18 quarterbacks. Now we're going to pivot over to the top 18 tight ends. And I think the tight end position is pretty interesting this week. Obviously at number one, you just continue to fire up Travis Kelsey. He goes up against the Broncos, the clear cut tight end one every single week. Now at two, I think you could probably make an argument for two, three different players. I ended up going with George Kittle in the games where Brock Purdy has been quarterback. Kittle is putting up really strong numbers. He also draws a nice matchup here against the Raiders. Like I talked about for Brock Purdy, I think this game could get ugly. I think the uh, 49ers are going to put up points. And I think, you know, there's a decent shot. Kittle has another big game. Then behind him, I have TJ Hawkinson. If you want to argue Hawkinson at two, 
I'm really not going to push back. He's coming off of a massive game. He probably has more guaranteed week-to-week volume than Kittle. Hasn't necessarily had the uh, touchdown luck for the Vikings, but someone who I still think is a very, very strong play and someone who I'd feel very confident with. And then at four, I have Evan Ingram, who has really just been on a tear for the past like four weeks, getting very involved, not just being carried by touchdowns, super solid volume. You know, like I think he scored... Uh, three touchdowns in the last four weeks, but the last two, he hasn't gotten to the end zone and is still giving you big numbers. Uh, Lots of targets, lots of receiving work. So I like him here at tight end four. Like I talked about with Trevor Lawrence, it doesn't seem like they're going to be resting these starters. So I'd expect him uh, to continue to have a big role. At five, I have Dallas Goddard. He returned off of IR last week. Didn't do anything crazy in the uh, box score, but basically stepped right into his typical role. So I'm expecting him to uh, return to mid-tier tight end one production. Then at six, definitely probably like the biggest faller here, Mark Andrews. I was pretty consistently ranking him at tight end two. It just has not come together. And uh, with Lamar Jackson not returning, we have to make a change here. This Ravens offense has not looked good. They haven't been able to support him. He draws like a decently tough matchup against the Steelers defense. So for me, he's going to fall down here to uh, tight end six. At tight end seven, I have Dalton Schultz. Definitely underachieved uh, over the past few weeks, but he continues to run a really strong number of routes. He's obviously still on a uh, top scoring offense, so I would not be surprised if Dalton Schultz goes out there and has a big day here in a plus matchup against the Titans. Then at eight, I have Pat Frymuth coming off of a uh, really strong bounce back game after I believe he was goose egged in uh, week 15, just uh, kind of filling into his normal like tight end eight, nine, 10 area. At tight end nine, I have Dawson Knox, really strong stretch over the last like three-ish games, got into the end zone last week, kind of saved a uh, slightly lackluster uh, receiving day. He goes up against the Bengals, big game here, excited to see what that game uh, looks like. At 10, I have Tyler Higby. Some people may be ready to just totally spam Higby in as like a top option, you know, after that massive week. I understand why you might want to do that. I personally still have some hesitations when it comes to this uh, Rams offense. Like I know they had that massive performance. I still think in general, it's a pretty rough unit. We've actually seen the Chargers uh, defense played a pretty high level uh, over like the second half of the season. So I'm not totally bought back in, but I do think he's a top 10 guy. At 11, I have Darren Waller. Pretty disappointing that he didn't see his usage jump after the, uh, what was it, the week 15 game. He kind of stayed in that same role as like a split between him and Foster Moreau. And then we have the QB change factored in there. Not someone who I'm super excited about this week. 12, David Njoku, another guy who I had much higher expectations for. Just can't really rank him much higher with the way that Deshaun Watson is playing. Now looking at the uh, high-end tight end twos, I have Greg Dulcich going up against the Chiefs. Very talented rookie tight end, just being held back uh, by a pretty poor offense. 14, Cole Komet going up against the Lions. Really, you're kind of just banking on a touchdown here if you're streaming for Komet. I do think the Bears and Lions are both going to be putting up points, so we'll see if uh, Cole can get into the end zone. Back-to-back at 15 and 16, I have Jawan Johnson and Taysom Hill. I think if the weather in Philly is uh, pretty solid, I like Jawan Johnson. If the weather's looking rough, I like Taysom Hill and that rushing upside. 17, I have Gerald Everett. Uh, You know, he always has, I guess, the touchdown upside for the Chargers. I feel like I say that every week, but they're really not scoring a ton of touchdowns, especially uh, through the air. So that's why he's kind of slipping here. And then I went with Noah Fant at tight end 18. So that is going to wrap it up for my quarterback and tight end rankings. If you guys enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you missed the uh, running back or wide receiver rankings, go check those out. Like I've said throughout the week, if you guys want to circle back with a new question, you know, while I drop a new comment on any of these videos later on in the week, 
uh, Friday, Saturday. Totally cool. I will continue to respond to all of you guys. But thank you again for tuning in, and I will see you guys in the next one.